0: What's good, my friends? This is the Do Big Things Podcast, episode number 125. Get to know my man, Bam Garcia, on your run this week. Bam's journey is not really an uncommon one. From addict to runner to ultra runner. In other words, uh, you know, uh, my kind of people. Bam lives in Texas and runs all the local ultras there every year, including the Bandera 100K and Rocky Raccoon 100. And like a lot of folks, he's hoping to make it into Western States one of these years. Stay on the path, Bam. Keep putting those lottery tickets in. You're going to get there. Do big things, buddy. Races Big Things Crewing is going to be at this year. If you are signed up for one of these races and you need a pacer, look me up. Give me a shout. We can make it happen. Or you're local to one of these races and you would like to help pace a runner. Get a hold of me. Let's make it happen. This is going to be an amazing summer, you guys. So, here's the list. Cocodona 250, Silver Heels 100, Hard Rock 100, Leadville 100, Run Rabbit Run 100, Sangre de Cristo 1 and 200, and Moab 240. If you need a pacer or would like to pace at any of these events, hit me up. Let's make it happen. Let's get crazy. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors and supporters, Exoskin and Athletic Brewing and Alter Ego Running. I've got discount codes for you guys at the end of the show and in the show notes. Remember by supporting our sponsors, you are supporting this show. Off of Rocky Raccoon 100 too. It looks like he did really well this year.
1: Uh, yeah, man, it was a really good race. I think we went at it a little harder than we wanted to. Uh, again, is that ego, man? The hardest part of ultra is
0: controlling that ego. You went at it too hard.
1: Yeah, I think I think our training. It's my fifth rock, so it's a Bandera Rocky Challenge we call it. So we go out of Bandera 100K, and we- three weeks later we do Rocky 100. So uh-huh. we call it the Bandera Rocky Challenge. So this is my fifth year doing that
0: okay this is you and some buddies or is this an organized group Uh, it's just kind of
1: like one of those you know how ultra guys have it how many do you have Uh, i got you know we always up one right so it's kind of like uh you know i've got five rockies oh because uh at rocky you get a buckle for a five 500 buckle and a 1000 buckle so we always try to add it up and it's okay let's see how you know harder well let's go bandera rocky you know so because bandera is so hard of a race you're trying to you have three weeks to recover, then turn around right into a hundred miler. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I think the older we get, it's harder. It's harder, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. No, that's a legit yeah, challenge some, right there. there. Oh, you got some bling up there. Yeah. Looking good. So how many Rockies have you done now? That's five. That's wow. 500. Okay. Yeah, five. So you got the 500 buckle mm-hmm. you're going for the thousand. Yeah, I have decided if I want to,
1: tra- cause you could trade, you can trade
0: one in. Uh, You could trade two for
1: one five hundred. So I hadn't decided if I want to do that.
0: Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, listen, man. um, Let's get into it. How did this all start for you? Where did you grow up? Um, What was your What was your childhood like? Like, uh, how did it all start for you? Yeah, well, started.
1: I I used to play baseball and basketball growing up, and uh, you know, you have that competitive that competitiveness as a kid, right? You're wired and programmed to compete, compete, and win, compete and win. That's how you. You're, you're wired so when i after you know 18 19 what what do you have left right so i kind of that's when the addiction came into play because you can't just shut the mind off the mind is still wants the next high right so i kind of you know how you started with a uh uh just a couple of beers and next you know 15 years later you wake up with a hangover you know mm-hmm. so then that's when O came into, into play i had been sober about two years kind of like wandering around life and i'm like you know, there's something else. And I heard about running and I heard about Boston and, you know, it's always, let's catch the next high. Let's catch the next high. And, and that's where we're at right now. Trying to catch Western States, 100. It's, it's our huge goal right now. Have, nice. Should have 16 tickets, but we didn't get that uh, counted that one year of uh COVID.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, that's the goal race for you as Western
1: States. Yeah. That's the Mecca. That's nice. so I'm using all these races to kind of, to get, you know, to get there. But I mean, I would love to do bad water, uh, do them all, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 You're going to probably hate me, but I got it in the Western States with one ticket back in. Everybody, uh... <laughs> it's crazy, man. So You've done it already. I've done it. Yeah. That was in, uh, I want to say like 2015 or something. Oh, dude, it was, it was fantastic. You're going to, once you insane, get in, dude. you're going to love it. It's epic, dude. You're going to, you're going to love it. Dude. Uh, right, how was your experience? Oh, it was fantastic, man. Um, it it was a beautiful day. Um, it was so hot. It it was, it was like 130 degrees down in those canyons. Like every time there was a water crossing, you just take off your hydration pack and fully immerse in the water. Um, it was so hot, dude. That was the year that Timothy Olson won it, I think for maybe his second time. And, uh, yeah, dude, I barely made it in under twenty four hours. I made it like twenty. Wow. It was like twenty three fifty. Yeah, but uh, just a <laughs> yeah, tremendous experience. One of those, one of those things that you'll never forget. So, um, good luck on getting in, and I'm looking forward to hearing about your experience too, man. Yeah, but um, let's get into it from uh, the beginning. You said that you know, after you did some sports in school and then afterwards it it was kind of the addiction thing kind of kicked in. So like, like, what did that look like when you were really in the throes of your addiction, when you were really, really struggling? Was it just alcohol? Was it drugs as well? Um, Like what was going on?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was all alcohol. And I I would, I was going through two thirty packs and 18 pack of Corona in seven days. And I would recover one day. And I would do it again. And they would just do it again. And that literally did for 15 years, man. And, uh, you know, one day my wife just kind of came to me and said, if you take one more drink. And uh, that was, that was it. You know, I had to change. And I knew, and it was hard because when you're an addict, you can't just stop. You know, that's what you have. And uh, as a 10 and a half years ago, 11, this father's day will be 11 years sober. So it's nice. Yeah.
0: Well, congrats, man. That's awesome. Uh, And it sounds like you and I are just wired the same way, man. Uh, I've had my struggles with alcohol in the past. Um, When you decided it was time to quit, did you like go to any sort of a program or anything or did you just cold turkey, quit it on your own?
1: Yeah, I just quit cold turkey. The first three months, I mean, first six months, it's hard. Like I tell people like, you know, as an addict, you're willing to lose everything, you know? you can't, nothing really matters, but that, that taste, that drink, and you feel like crab, but man, you have to I always tell people, you have to have something worth fighting for and living for, and that was my family, that was the only thing that kept me going, mm-hmm. and it, it's, but at those moments, you fight every day, when people tell you today, just don't worry about tomorrow, just today, right now, this moment, and, and I think that comes into play in ultra marathons, because when you're in those deep holes, those dark moments, in those, you know, mile 80, mile 90, and you're like, man, I don't, you know, I don't know if I, I can go on, you know, I had a, a tough 50, uh, Okay. At Bandera, 32, a bonk really hard. We had, so it's two loops of 50 K. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. I do that every year. I don't know if I want to do this every year. I hit bad wall, bad spots. And then you're like, you just, at that moment, you just got to keep moving forward and just say, you know, I've been in worse spots and I can, I can do that. So there's something with addiction and ultra marathons that, that I haven't figured it out yet. Why are, why are addicts the best ultra runners? Right. I think it's because they've hit so many low lows and they've been in the worst spots. And we're like, this is nothing. We just got to keep walking forward. And I think that's a lie. Just keep walking forward. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just one foot in front of the other, man. It's just, it's a constant grind, but uh, all right, man. So, um, and I think your microphone might've cut out for a second there, but you said that your wife came to you and said, that she wants you to quit drinking. So your wife kind of came to you and gave you an ultimatum. So um, like, where were, were you working at the time? Uh, you, I think you live in Texas now. Were you living in Texas then? I'm just trying to paint a picture here and, and see. what. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I haven't, I've been in the same neighborhood for 15 years. Yeah. I, I dropped for UPS and it was just, I just think when you're young, you're super, you're stressed out. You know, you, you're, you're a young father, you have everything on you. You don't know how to release. You don't know how to communicate. You don't know. So that's how That was our out, you know? And alcohol was my out. That was kind of like my relaxation. And uh, yeah, it was just one day. I mean, and 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 she was for real. She didn't play around. She said one more drink, I'm out. And Mm. and and I could see it in her eyes. She was. That was it. And it was hard. You know, it was hard for me to stop. But I knew I had
0: to. Why did she say that to you? Were you out of control? Was it was it chaos? Were you violent? Like what was going on? Yeah.
1: So I just pushed the envelope. You know. You know how it is. You just start with. You know. 230 packs, 18 pack. And it was just never ending. Like I had alcohol on me all the time. If it didn't have, if you didn't have alcohol, I didn't want to hang out with you. If There was a party didn't have alcohol. I didn't want to go. If, you know, it just, I just had it all around me and it just, you know, I was overweight. I was 230 pounds, just sloppy, drunk, every, you know, hangovers. And, and he just, it just got to the point. Like I always tell people, I'm surprised you still with me, you know?
0: Yeah. And
1: it's crazy how, you have to go through those dark moments to to really uh, appreciate the good moments
0: hundred mm-hmm, percent so okay so it sounds like you were overweight really really struggling life wasn't pretty and your wife came to you with an ultimatum so what were those first few days like I mean the first week without alcohol after like you've been drinking every single day just about for for years and years was it was it? A real struggle right from the beginning? Like, what was going through your head? Uh, yeah, it's brutal. Like, you know, you get the shakes. Uh, I could go pretty good till about that Friday.
1: And that Friday, see, we'd have to go. Uh, it's not, you can't, you couldn't buy alcohol in our, in our county. You had to go 30 minutes out. And so I'm like, why am I going to go for a six-pack, right? So I'll get like 230 packs. So... That was a hard as a Friday. If I can get through Friday and just reset, it's crazy how the mind just resets, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, let me just get through Friday to Saturday and I don't have to, and I don't have to worry about it. And that was it. That was my little struggles that Friday. It's like those little triggers. And as long as I get through over that Friday, and it was, for some reason it was that Friday. It was that last drive that I, my body was so used to going that I just had to just break the little cycle and just break the cycle and and overcome that little cycle. And it's crazy how our minds, how we're programmed. You know, you know, you know, you know exactly
0: what I'm saying. Oh, right? I do. I do. No, I remember many, many Fridays driving home from work, going by the same liquor store that I normally stopped at going. There's my spot. And I bet you mm-hmm. I know the guy that's working there. But this time I'm going home and I'm going to try not to drink tonight. And How long just, you been sober? Uh, about six years. Hey, right, congratulations. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. But yeah, you're right. There is something with recovering alcoholics and ultra running, man. (laughs) And I don't know exactly what it is either. You know, it's like, it's like back when we were using, um, you know, we would get so messed up. And so you, you're, you're, you're in the, the, the adjectives they use for it is wrecked, destroyed, Mm -hmm. uh, plowed, trashed. And then you get sober and you discover ultra running and it's almost like a new way to get trashed, to get wrecked you know it's like it, it's like a new healthier way maybe uh it, it's not as destructive as drinking obviously but uh yeah there's there's a weird correlation there I think everybody's been trying to figure that out for years man
1: but I'm just surprised how the body just adapts it was crazy like you know like I always tell people there's like there's breakthroughs and in, and in, in not just mental mental, mental breakthroughs but your body, it just adapts to it. You know, you just have to keep pushing through and your body's trash. I remember my first Rocky 100, my, I had uh, my left uh, knee and everything was like, man, this sucks. But by the second, about third, I like, I could just, I could keep going. I tell people I could keep going, you know? Mm. So that's what really amazes me about the mind and the body. As long as you have something to focus on, something huge, the mind and the body will, will, will recover and keep going and there's something there with addiction i think if you realize with people that are very they have that addiction is they they they're very creative people you notice that they're very creative people mm-hmm. so you have to really challenge them so if they're not challenged they kind of get bored and they almost kind of find the easiest high to kind of trash themselves mm.
0: <laughs> meaning like junk food or soda or something like that is that what you're saying
1: yeah, some, yeah, anything, anything that's easy high, anything, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, ah, uh, they almost kind of get comfortable with life and there's, they're not challenged. And I think with us, like right now, I'm looking at six, seven months already ahead. Like I've got a Wisconsin 50 miler in May, Habanero 100, that, the Habanero 100, he gives you your money back if you sub a 24 hour. That's how hard that 100 is. Whoa. And, and yeah. And then Cactus, uh, C- uh, Cactus 100, which is unsupportive race at Bandera. You drop your food, And then you just go out for a hundred miles. So my mind's already excited about my whole year plan. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's something about the addicts. They You have to really challenge them. And I think like, if I'm not challenged, if people don't challenge me, I get bored. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's something about ultra run that we hadn't figured out yet that I love. I absolutely love about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too, man. And it sounds like it's the drive that's motivating you. It's the next race that's, 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 motivating you to get out the door every day and train. I'm just curious, like as a recovering addict, like what would happen to you if there wasn't a race to train for? Or God forbid you were injured and you couldn't train for six months. Like how how do you handle that sort of pressure? You know,
1: one thing that I have learned that I really love now I'm at a point that I've been slow for so long that I love, I have so much joy. I have running brings so much joy to me that I like to give it back, right? Like I could see the whole race in my head. And I like, I can see numbers. I can see heart rate numbers and I can see like miles 60, 70. Look, you're not burning any fuel. You see what I'm saying? Like you need to get some fuel in there. And I think giving back has really brought a lot of joy to me. So if, if something ever happened to me, just giving back to somebody that, uh, I think that's, that, that's where it's at. That's like, yeah. there's always something about like giving back.
0: Yeah. And you're doing coaching now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing, have you noticed that From 100k to 100 mile, it's a very small. Only
1: a few people can. There's something about my 80 to 100, right? (laughs) So it's getting there and learning everything you can out of there, and just trying to help people get through it. You know, and try. You know, I think 100 miles, we we identify hard, so we stop. We don't ever try. So I always tell people, don't identify my 80 to 100 as hard. Just new. Just keep pushing yourself out there. Don't worry about DNS. Don't worry about anything. Just push yourself through that threshold and just gather information and come back. We'll figure it out as we go. So something, there's something about the mind. There's something about having somebody that's been there enough that, that, that you can quiet the mind. There's something about the mind that I really, really love, you know? Yeah.
0: It's the most powerful tool we have, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Um, How did you hear of ultra marathons? Um, so after you got sober, you said it was like a couple months after you got sober and you started running like, no, um, I did. It was a whole year
1: and a half, almost a whole year and a half. Oh, okay. So I was just going to the gym. I'm kind of like, I didn't have that high. I mean, I was just going to the gym. You know how you go to the gym, you kind of feel good, but there's nothing, there's nothing like those endorphins in that high. Right. And then one of my buddies, the next year is around 24. 15, 14 is when I started. He told me about a half marathon, right? I'm 220 pounds. I'm about 200 pounds, 210. And he's like, "There's a half marathon," and, and I'm like, "What's 13 miles? Anybody can run 13 miles, right?" And so I didn't train. I just went out there and just ran as hard as I could. I ran a 137. That was it. I won my age group, and it was over. Like it was as high as high that I've ever had. And I'm going to work, and I'm telling all my friends, "I just ran a half marathon." And they're looking at me like this, dude. And then I'm telling, so one of my friends said, what are you going to do, go to Boston next? And I'm like, yeah, why not? How, how could it be so hard? And they laughed at me. I mean, these guys literally laughed in my face. And I'm like, they just, I had so much, I was a little aggravated, a little pissed. And I said, I'm going to do it in one year. And in one year, the next year, 2017, I was in Boston Marathon. And I ran a 253 that year.
0: Whoa. Okay. And that's so- just the way I'm like, we're built. Like we're built
1: to just, to just jump and just go like yeah. hit the ground running you just go like I don't ask questions we figure it out as we go we and, and that's how it was with the 100 miles of 100 k's and same thing with that uh hun- my first 100 k people said man because I did cowtown 50 after Boston doing three bosses I did cowtown 50 uh, 50k and I ran like a 337 so it's like a 645 pace through 32 miles and they told me oh that's not really a ultra run you really have to go into the ultra world like and I said well what's the hardest ultra marathon they said uh you know habanero 100 so I went out there and did that 100k that that same year and I ended up winning that 100k and that's how I, I was wired I just go you know you just go I don't worry about anything I don't I don't I don't try to label success and failure uh nothing I just go and that is my only DNF so that's where I learned about the ego mm. and,
0: and
1: about you know the ego that was like okay now there's something else about it when you step from the 100k distance to the 100k miler because i went in there without anything and i just jumped into the 100 miler and it was my first dnf my only injury in five years in the ultra world and i said oh that's what they're talking about the ego <laughs> you know <laughs> so now but at the beginning of it that's what we created bam bam is badass mexican so that's really not my name that's my ego that I have to control when he wants to tell me, hey, let's go have a drink. Hey, let's go out with buddies. That's my ego. So I have to control my ego. Say, so, hey, yeah. chill out, dude. Hey, hey, chill out, chill out. Let me enjoy this race, you know? And it's hard. That's the hardest thing is to control your
0: ego. So hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you're at now. I was trying to, <laughs> still to this day, trying to control the ego. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Me too. How old are you? Uh, 43. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 47 and same thing here, man. It's like, yeah, eventually it took all these years to, to get sober. And then I'm still trying to work on that ego, man. And I, I guess it's that's so just hurt,
1: but those, those hundred models.
0: They'll humble you, you know? Oh, for sure. For they sure. Will humble
1: You I, You know, uh, there's one guy that was at rock to hundred. He's got, he has the most hundred. He's, I think he's number two in the world. He's got like 300 plus hundreds. Right. And he passes me. You know, he's just like older. He's just like, and just going sideways. He does the side because he's been pushing his body for so long. And I'm like, why do you do this, dude? You know, I'm at seven, right? And he's like 300. And he just, he's kind of just smiled and he just kept going. You know, I think we all have to have our why that keeps us going, you know, and understand the ego. As long as we understand our why and understand the ego, I think you can go forever.
0: Well, that's a good point, man. What is your why? What do you tell yourself that mile 90 when it's really hard out there?
1: my why is my alcohol. Like this is my alcohol, right? I could easily overdo it. I can easily have a hangover if I just go out and just trash my body. So one thing I've learned is just try to pace myself. I think, you know, life in special ultra was pace yourself. There's plenty of time if you can pace yourself through life. I think everybody's journey is that just like a hundred miler. If you go out too hard, we went out hard. You know, the first loop at Rocky, we went out hard And, and it's hard to say, just pace yourself pace yourself. Life is about pacing yourself. I want to do this when I'm 80 years old, you know, so just pace yourself. And, uh, that's my why I said, I just don't want to overdo it. I don't want to get burned out. I love it. I'm passionate about the ultra world. Uh, have, there's something about seeing people suffer and everybody's feeling the same pain together. Like there's something about that, right? Like we are, we're all going through it together and we encourage each other that that's one thing that the pavement world is not there. It doesn't have, they're so competitive where. In the ultra world, we want everybody to succeed. We want everybody to overcome the struggle that we're, that we're going through at that moment. And I always tell people, you know, when I'm hurting, they're hurting. And I was like, you pay for this. You pay mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. You pay for this moment. Remember, you pay some good money for this moment. Don't mm-hmm. let it go to waste. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing forward. And just, you know, and that's what it's all about. Just keep pushing forward, one step in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You said you've only had one DNF?
1: Yeah. One DNF that, that, uh, Habanero 100, my, my first mm-hmm. hundred at Habanero, I DNF'd it. And uh, I just had I, I was overtrained. I was running hundred mile weeks. I walk 40, 50 miles at UPS already. So I was doing mm-hmm. 150 mile weeks and probably not eating enough. And you know, I always tell people that's how you learn. It's not failure, it's you learn. You just gotta keep moving. And I'm still to this day, I don't know anything. That's what I tell people, I don't know anything. But that's how you learn is when you go into a situation saying, you know, I'm here to learn and you learn more when you do that instead of the ego saying, oh, I got this. I got it. But, but it's so hard. Right. Because that's the hardest part is that ego part.
0: Mm, yes, sir. But that was your first hundred miler. So the DNF is sort of understandable. Um, were you, OK, so you were overtrained going into it or you had an injury or what what actually caused the DNF? Yeah, so I had well, I was just I was overtraining myself. I was digging
1: myself a hole, and uh, that's that's what caused that runner's knee. I usually run about. I like being about one seventy two. That's just the way my I, I run the strongest at one hundred seventy two pounds, and I was down to one sixty. I mean, I had my legs were toothpicks. My quads, I you know, I don't know what it is, but it's hard for me to keep quads. So if I'm not doing the strength work for the quads, uh, and it's just like overnight, it was like this. On my runner scene, I couldn't run. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go and see. I knew I was going to DNF. I just wanted to see how far I could go with that pain. And it was 62 miles. And uh, the race director said, you know, you can have, you can get your buck with 62 miles. And I told him, no, I didn't sign up for the 62, for the 100k. I signed up for the 100 miler. And because that shut the ego off, right? That was a learning experience. I said, no, that did not work. Let me try something else. And it's always, you just gotta keep trying until you find that puzzle. I always tell people, you have to see your future like a puzzle of 1,000, of 1,000, 2,000 pieces and you're missing one and you gotta put it together. You gotta keep putting it together until you find that puzzle that in your vision, you have to have a vision of your life. You see what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. was that puzzle that I had, to, I had to find and keep finding puzzles for it until mm-hmm. I put that whole Western States 100 in my mind.
0: Mm, yeah um what happens after western states do you have do you look at goals like you know five years down the road 10 years down the road like what do you want to be doing later in life are you still going to be running ultras
1: <laughs> yeah you know i'm trying to you know i, I try to take it i haven't even I tell you the truth i haven't even thought about that but i would like to get like a bad water some bad water some lead fields. i think there's the possibilities are endless you know i have a, about eight good years at ups and uh i think the ultra world as long as you have a purpose in life, you can go forever. That's what I always tell people. And uh, especially as a male, finding, you know, you're finding your purpose in life. I think you can go forever. And with ultramarathons, there's always something going on. So, you know, like I said, one day, if I can't do it, I always giving back. It's uh, giving back the gift that I have. Because there is something there. I always tell people, maybe I have a gift, maybe I don't, you know. But it's always, you can't shortchange yourself. You always got to keep, keep trying. And in my situation, just giving back to what has given my life. Like without ultra running, i would probably be
0: dead. Yeah. I mean, I think about that sometimes, like, where would I be without ultra running? And like, it it seems to be a big part of your identity. So where, yeah. Where would you be without ultra running a sober guy with no passions or like, where would you be right now? Uh, Probably dead. Well, no,
1: I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I don't even want to think like that. Yeah. I probably, I don't know. I don't, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know. Uh, I might, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even, but it's like, you know, people always say you control your destiny as your destiny's already it's already planned. So it's kind of like I think it's already planned, you know. I think we have to go through those struggles. And I think we have to, and that's what, but we have to we have to find our choose our struggle, you know. And I think I think that's hopefully my story can help somebody that's, that right now that doesn't believe that can even try a hundred miler. It's like don't even try a hundred miles, just do what you can. Just do what you can, right? And I just think that maybe my story can help somebody, uh, just start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, and starting is the hard part, you know, putting your shoes on for the first time, going out for that half mile run, you know, that's the hardest part right there. And then the the month that precedes that that's the hardest part. And then eventually once you get some momentum, it starts to get a little bit easier. But, um, what keeps bringing you back to Rocky raccoon? Is it just that it's, it's close to home for you? dad, but it's my birthday weekend. So nice. it's, uh, it's how I celebrate being sober. Ah, okay. It's your sobriety birthday.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like my, my wife is to just go and just, and just enjoy your birthday. You know, we would get trashed. I would, would spend two, $300 on, uh, on alcohol and, and invite everybody. And just, you know, it's crazy that we celebrate big, uh, you know, birthdays and stuff, but we don't remember them. Right. So I always try to remind myself Rocky 100 is that it's my birthday to remind myself that moment. And I you almost you almost kind of re it's almost the same feeling, right? Cause you're trashing mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. But it, like you said, it's an accomplishment. when You get done. And you're like, you can look back and say, man, and one day, I don't know. People ask me how many am I going to do? I don't know. It's a guy that's got 17 right now. Right. So I don't know. You know, I really
0: don't know. I'm gonna keep going until, uh, until it doesn't challenge me. Yeah. Yeah um do you have any interest in any of the other races uh besides western states you said that's a big goal for you what about Badwater? what about leadville uh what about some of these 200 mile races are those on your list okay so i try to
1: stay away from the internet because my addictive personality just there's some arizona uh, arizona has some badass races over there i'm kind of looking at and just i have to so one thing I've learned is that I have to focus on one thing and then adapt to it. So right now I was trying to get adapted to Bandera, Rocky. Now we got Wisconsin, Habanero, uh, Cactus. Now we can adapt to that. Then I can move up. It's, it's adaptation. Our body just adapts to whatever we do, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what's, that's what what's all about. So I'm trying to adapt there. And then kind of one of my coaches it was like, you know, you're ready to go to the 200-miler, which I know I am, but I'm not ready to make that. Moved yet, and yeah, I, I think that's my distance. Tell you the truth, I think my distance is the two hundred, uh, the two hundred and the two hundred plus mileage. And the, it, like the last man standing, I know I'd be good for that, but I just—it's like addiction. I just don't want to get—I don't want to either get burned out or get hurt. Or uh I'm
0: trying to pace myself throughout. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good approach. uh Which race are you doing in Wisconsin? Yeah, uh, I say fifty. Oh, nice. I've done that race. You're gonna like it, dude. Yeah. it's a, t- how, it's a tough fifty. It, I, I mean, I that's where I lived. I lived in Wisconsin for years, and uh, so that was like a, a backyard race for me. It's a great race, man. The whole thing is going to be rolling hills. You're going to have a few bigger climbs than others, but the whole thing is rolling. But it's um, an out and back, right? Uh, I guess for the most part, it's pretty much out and back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a beautiful yeah. race, man. You're going to dig it. Why did you choose Ice Age?
1: Uh, one of my buddies lives down there in Minnesota, and they yeah. they've done it a couple of times, and they've been trying to get me op- out there. And uh, I just hear how beautiful it is, and, and I think the 50 mile distance is the perfect distance, you know. So Dif- too, yeah, yeah. It's just like you can go out hard and you can suffer for 50 miles, and then you can say, okay, I'm done. So and you're with, done. You know, with the 100K, yeah. it's like, okay, I gotta, I, I got a little bit more. Okay, I'm done the hundred is just it's another ball game
0: yeah 100 miles gonna take a day or a weekend or yeah it's 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 another world for sure 50 mile you can go out there run hard and be done while it's still light out in the same day it's like oh okay i can still get home tonight this is nice yeah well um so what other races are some of your big goals or don't don't really think that far ahead yeah like i'm just like i said i'm just thinking
1: cactus one cactus 100 is the scariest one that scares me. It's been okay. five years. So that was my first real because we don't really have trail runs. Trail uh, like 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 Bandera. Bandera just another ball game, right? On paper it looks easy. On paper you're just like, oh, I can do uh, sixty-two miles, seventy-two hundred gain. That's that's doable until you get there. And you see the rocks. And you see how how uh, you know it's it's insane how it's super technical and you're like, how are these guys running an eight minute pace or sixty-two miles through this, right? and so the the 100 miler cactus 100 it's like I said it's it's unsupportive and you drop all your food the day before and you're just out by yourself if you drop if you forget a flashlight if you forget food if you don't have enough food and you're stranded out there by yourself that's you know and it gets cold overnight uh I think that's what makes it the hardest the, the hardest part of it and and I think that's that's my, the one that I'm kind of looking at this has scared me forever i uh, I ended up having a little cut in my knee at uh, a 50k in September, so I couldn't do it this year. And they ended up changing it in the last minute to Camp Eagle. If you ever get a chance, Camp Eagle in J&J, uh, that's a tough, that's a very tough place to run. And I was like, man, I don't want to go to Camp Eagle, you know. So uh, Cactus 100 in October is kind of like my, right now, that scares me. I think it scares me to death, to tell you the truth.
0: Now, is that a point-to-point race?
1: No, uh, it's a f- uh, 425 mile loops. And then you go clockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise. You do that four times at Bandera.
0: Okay. Okay. And there's like a, you can start, you go back to the start finish where your drop bags are and that's where your support is. Yeah.
1: So it has like, like three, A stations and uh, you oh. go clockwise, three, A stations, then go to start. Then you go back the other way and then you keep going, but it's super technical. It's got one, one called Lucky's Peak, and you're going straight up, and uh, you have to use your elbows to climb all the way to the top. They got one called Ice Cream Cone Hill, uh, uh, and you go all the way around the top, the highest point of the of the uh, of the hills, and then it's it's super technical. It's brutal, and it only takes one fall. The cactuses, you know, they don't play you. You're bloody all over. Takes one ankle turn around. I remember my first time there. I got the I ran the 50 mile. I have a big scar because I hit a rock. I bunked. I didn't understand anything about fuel. I went, out, I went out there with a banana, a Red Bull, and, uh, and some peanuts that that I just dropped because I didn't know anything about anything. But I always tell people, that's how you learn. Just get out mm-hmm. there and just figure it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Who are some of your inspirations? Do you, do you look to anybody else for inspiration? Or do you just kind of find it all within? Or um, Are you one of those guys that's on YouTube and Instagram looking for inspiration from, from other ultra runners? So I don't really need much inspiration, but I have a lot of my, you know, I have a Harvey Lewis. You know,
1: Harvey Lewis. Oh, of course, yeah. I got to run with him at Rocky. I got to run with him at Rocky nineteen, and he's a he's an extraordinary guy because if you get to know him, that's another place where I learned about the ego because he was asking me about my races. I didn't know who he was, right? Mm. And he's like, you know, and I'm like, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done that, and he's, like, oh, let's take a picture. And I'm like, cool, what's up, dude? And I have a picture right beside him, and I didn't know who it was until I went, I went and I looked him up. I said, Who's that guy? And I said he has seven bad waters. Oh, yeah. He has all this guy who was like, This dude, he didn't even tell me what he's done, right? Of so course. that's when the ego came into play. And I was like, the, and that's one thing I've learned the better the runner, the less they're gonna tell you. Because know <laughs> the more they know who they are. Yeah. And it's yeah. crazy, right? So Harvey Lewis, um, uh, man, of course, Dean. I think Dean was the one after mm-hmm. I read his book. And I think that was. That was it, Dean. I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be a bad water one day. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. uh, Walmsley, Walmsley, of course, yeah. And those are all quiet, humble guys, like you just said. You know, you're not gonna catch those guys talking or bragging about themselves, they're just quiet, mellow guys, and they can go out and crush it. I mean, and not only crush it at a race, but they're, they're just quietly running big mileage at home by themselves, whether anybody's watching or not. That's just what they do. But there's something, there's something about that, right? With the ego. And then like, the, I, I, I always think like when you
1: appreciate what you have, you'll get more, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. And it's hard because we, we get so caught up on more instead of being okay with what I have and just being able to run a hundred miles with, without injury. You know, we would try to go out there and sell at 18 at Rocky when we went, went out hard and I didn't have the best race because the year before I went and ran an 18-15 without even trying. I told people I didn't even try. But I let I let, the, I, I let the expectations go. There's something about expectations as well. If you can just enjoy the moment and don't expect anything, you get more joy out of it than try to go out there and get nothing out of it. There's something else that I'm trying to figure out there as well. So like my next goal is like, I'm not expecting anything, but let me just enjoy this pain and this moment
0: and overcoming it. Rather than setting yourself up for a 19-hour finish, or I don't even know what a good time at Rocky Raccoon is. Say you you plan on a 19-hour finish, and you come up sh- a little bit short, you're 1910, and then you're disappointed in yourself, and it's a bad yeah, exactly. experience. Well, you a just sub 24, 100 Rocky's miles.
1: tough. A uh, sub 24, Rocky's tough. Everybody talks about Rocky's fast. Rocky's not a fast hundred. It's set up to be. Say it's a. It's not a fast hundred because those roots come into play, because it only takes one bad fall your hip flexors hurt, you know, you've been out there and you have to pick up your hip flexors just that much over that route before, you know, you take one bad fall, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fast hundred. Everybody tell me it's a fast, it's not a fast
0: hundred. But it's a flat hundred pretty much though. Right? Uh, <laughs>
1: Flat-ish.
0: Oh, it's not that flat. It's, it's, it,
1: maybe, but it was still got, I ended up getting 7,200, 7,200, but I don't know, man. And like I always yeah. tell people, I don't think there's a such thing as a fast 100. <laughs> but I guess if people say, until you've been there, then you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, man. Um, do you ever think back to like, I mean, I guess you must, if Rocky Raccoon is on your sobriety birthday, you must really think back to the old days then. Like sometimes I think back to, you know, drinking with my buddies, being messed up, being on drugs even. and And I just wonder like, like I feel like a different person now I'm out on the trails, like all night long, doing this crazy stuff. like do you ever think back and just wonder like w t f like how did I get here? you know uh yes it's it's been a, it's been a wild journey. I
1: tell people there's no way you would have told me I couldn't even leave my garage I couldn't even because I was so drunk, I didn't want to leave my garage, you know, yeah, I wanted to mow the yard two three times, so I can sit out right there and drink all day, you know <laughs> it. And, like, if you would have told me back then that 11 years I'd be right here, I'd tell you you're crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, it's crazy. You know, so I don't know. I always tell people just keep moving forward, man. And, and I always encourage people when I see them down. I said, man, don't because I've been there. I've, I've been that guy. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. hope brings a lot. As long as you have hope, you can go forever, man. I always tell people find hope in something and whatever it is, find hope, and join something, just keep moving, and uh, uh, that's what's all about, I think, especially for a male, finding your purpose as a male, uh, you can live
0: forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is that, that males need to find a purpose like that? What's that all about? I think it's just in our DNA. I think, you know, for, for a
1: husband, for, for a male, it's, it's our purpose, and we have to protect, and we have to, uh, and have our purpose and have, uh, pr- protect and provide. That's just in our DNA. Mm. And as, as long as we have that, what do you think we, why people, when they retire, they die? They, it's their finish line was over. That's why I always tell people, UPS is just a stepping stone for me. You know, I'm gonna retire. And as long as you have something else to live for, you can go. It's just like, next time you do a hundred mile, order, don't say, I'm gonna do a hundred mile, do a hundred and a hundred and ten mile and see what your energy is at mile 92. It can go because your mind is wired to go 110 miles. And as long, and like you were saying, I was listening to one of your podcasts about the 200-miler. As long, and you hit it right on the dot, don't quit at night. Because the mm-hmm. minute you can get, the, it's something about the mind just resets when it sees another day, another mm-hmm. daylight. Mm-hmm. It's wired to go. Having it at 100 starts at noon, and then from two to three in the morning, two to four in the morning, I'm just fatigued. I cannot, I don't, like, I'm in a worse spot. But I tell my pacers, look, let's, how long before the sun starts, uh, before the sunrise? We're like, man, we got 30 minutes. The sun rises, and we're another, it's another day, right? And you, your energy goes to the roof. I didn't sleep that day uh, till eight o'clock the next day. So why is that? It's because we have something to live for. Our minds have something to live for. It's just wired to go. And like these guys like Harvard, Harvey Lewis running 300 plus miles, they figured that out. You see, mm-hmm. they figured it out that they can go and keep going and just keep moving forward. And he's got that next level mindset. It's always finding your next level mindset. It might not be a hundred mile, but let's let's do a 5K. Let's do a half marathon. Let's do a marathon. You know what I'm saying? And then Mm -hmm. find your next level.
0: Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's at a different level. Exactly. You're right. You almost have to find like a little hack in your mind to keep yourself going. Like that's what you almost have to trick yourself. You're right. If you tell yourself you're going to run 110 miles, you're not going to be nearly as tired at hundred miles. If I go out and tell myself I'm going to run 26 miles today, I start getting tired at like mile 18 or 20. But if I tell myself I'm going to go out and run a uh, hundred kilometers today, 62 miles, I don't get tired till like mile 40, 45. You know, Ain't that I crazy? Know, I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know, and
1: that's what think about it, you know, I call it the ultra mindset, man, trying to, trying to reprogram the mind. The question is, can you teach the ultra mindset? That's the question. You know, I always tell people you have to have five things. You have to have the mind, the heart, the lungs, the gut, and the why. You have to have it all together. If one is off, you go into that race and you're doubting yourself, or your heart's not there, or your guts not there, or your lungs aren't there, your why's not there. Something's not there. It, 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 you're gonna have a hard time out there. You might be able to get it, gut it out, literally gut it out, and but you're gonna have a hard time out there. So really putting those things together and getting out and really understand those. And I always tell people work on your work on your weaknesses. We all like to run. Running is fun, right? We can go out and do a four or five hour run. Six hour run, but what is your weaknesses and write those down. Be aware. I think self-aware comes along uh, being self-aware like me. I can't, I can't drink a beer, but I'm okay with that. I was self-aware with that. The minute that I said, I cannot drink one beer, my mind stopped, but I can run a hundred miles. You see? So that's the thing about being self-aware of your weaknesses. Why are you going to hang out with these guys that are not going to be pushing you forward to to your goals? I always tell people this. Your friends are doing one of two things. Either pushing you towards your goals or pulling you away from your goals. A real friend's is pushing you. it's telling you, go for it. Go for it. That's a real friend. And that's being self-aware of what's going around your surroundings.
0: You strike me as someone who's... uh mentally strong. I feel like in an ultra marathon, that's probably one of your assets. Um Would you agree with that or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm a good at out. Like I'm not gonna, no matter what happens, uh, this, that, uh, my last 50 K where I split my, I split my knee right down. I mean, you can see, I'm gonna see the bone and I, and I was sitting there. So it was 32 miles. I was about four or five miles out and I'm pushing. I took a route. I fell down and just split it wide open and I was wobbling I knew it was bad I didn't want to look into it. I didn't want to look at it it was this was September and I've got to the next ageH there was a little kid right there There's blood going all the way down my knee and it's on my Insta, it's in my Insta story it's Instagram and a little kid and I'm like do you want to be a no trying to look at that and he almost puked the little kid almost puked but I wobbled three miles to the finish line I said I'm not gonna finish I'm not gonna quit I'm gonna finish this race I figured out later ended up getting stitches should I have done it I don't know I always tell people, don't do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I said, you do what you do, but I gut it out. If I, if it's there, I'm gonna gut it out. And, and I think pain, you can shut pain off. I think if you're wise, strong enough, your pain, you can get to your finish line. So yeah, I I think my, the the mind is there, you know,
0: for sure. Yeah. I mean, listening to you is inspiring. You know, you're just rattling off all this stuff that's inspiring. And I'm just thinking back to when you were in your active addiction. Like, were you? Did you still have that strong uh, mental state then, or is this something you had to build throughout the years after you quit? Quit drinking. So I think with playing sports as a little kid, like I always tell people, put your kids in sports
1: because they're programmed. They're programmed it's a it's a different type of program right mm-hmm. so i think sports helped me out a lot because it's not overthinking i was t- why are you overthinking don't overthink sign up for the race do what you can we'll figure it out later that's it yeah. don't think about 100 miles think about a station a station i always tell people bandera 100k is a good example two loops we're, th- we're talking two five a stations so first one so the lower the number the better one number, five station. stations. All we're doing is A station, A station. We're two, we're three, we're four. And then we we'll go out to two. That's it. Shut the mind off. Repro- now, and, and so when I was a young kid, my coach said, why are you overthinking? I used to play baseball. Put the ball in play. That's it. Put the ball in play. Don't overthink. If you think you're going to strike out, you're going to strike out. Don't think about negative stuff. Put the ball in play. So now when I go into a race, I'm like, okay, don't overthink. Let's start a watch. Let's have a good time. Let's just enjoy the moment, A station to A station. Got
0: it. So you're just living in the present moment. You're not worried about what's going to happen 10 miles down the road. You're just like, all right, let's 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 have a good time here, right here, right now. And that's so hard to do because we don't do that enough, right? It's just like,
1: can we right now, let me just enjoy this pain, right? Like this is like, it goes back to you paid good money for this. Yeah. This bonky feeling. All I have to do is put some food in me. That's it. You know, put some food in me and this pain will go, whatever it is, uncomfortableness, and it's going to be okay. And then I always tell people it's always going to get harder than it gets easier. It gets harder than it gets easier. It gets harder than it gets easier. That's and I true. think the more you can do that, the more you can adapt, the more you can. Now, when I go to Habanero hundred, I'm mean at 110 degrees. The race starts at noon. It's 16 loops of a 10 K in a cattle ranch of sand. Mm-hmm. there will be 64 star people start and only 26 only 26 people will finish three will get their money back only three will suffer 24 right okay and the one thing you hear always hear people say i will never be here again and that's one thing i said no i love it let's do this again right because you got to keep putting yourself in those situations to struggle and become stronger and struggle and become strong now when you come to real life you're like why am i worried about this it's out of my control I can't, I can't worry about this. So that's one thing that ultra marathons have taught me. It's like, I can only worry about what I can control. And
0: if it's out of my control, why am I worried about it? Um, you mentioned that you work at UPS. I worked at FedEx for a number of years. So I understand the job really well. And, uh, but it's also tough to work that, that particular job and then train after hours. Talk about that for a minute, working at UPS 40 50 christmas time you're working 60 hours and then afterwards you come home and train what's that like how difficult is that or, or am i oh, just a big brutal, pussy especially during Maybe...
1: christmas time at uh i have that bandera rocky challenge it's brutal it just depends on you know it depends on how they hammer you and you know i wish i could tell you that they 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 want me to succeed that's i'm that i'm they're not worried about my goals or you know they're worried about their numbers you know so right, right. you know and i think when i hit that my lowest low i call it my I call it my lowest low in ultra running was 2017, 18. I mean, I, uh, I was overtrained. I was underweight. Uh, I was skinny fat. I just, I, I had to make a really uh, adrenal fatigue. I had to make a really tough decision. It's like, hey, okay, whatever I'm doing right now is not working. I have to change one thing. And I think that's, um, I was just working so much and then waking up at four in the morning, trying to run with the group. And I was like, I have to find time. I have to find sleep. I have to put better food in me. And the minute I kind of like, the minute I kind of figure out, oh, I have a little gap between when I drop my kids off and I go to work and I can do an hour run right there. And I slept an hour and a half more. It was like a game changer. Boom. And I was like, it was a whole different ballgame. I put on weight. I felt better. My energy was back to the top. And I was like, there it is. But you have to go through those tough moments to understand that it's not working. And I always tell people just keep figuring it out. Keep putting those, putting those puzzles together to figure out what works for you. Not and everybody's different, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some people can thrive on 120 mile weeks, week after week. And other people like myself don't do so well with <laughs> high mileage. You know, give me a, a, a 60, 70 mile a week and I'm feeling pretty fit. And that's really all I need. How many miles a week do you run? Well, right now zero. <laughs> I've been rehabbing an injury for a few months. I've been I've had uh, plantar fasciitis for a little while, so I uh, put a couple hundred miles on the bike trainer this week, though.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, you yeah, have plantar fasciitis? Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, that sucks.
0: How about you? What's your weekly mileage normally look like?
1: You know, I think I'm. I'm I'm strong right around fifty miles. I think I've noticed that I'm I'm pretty strong at fifty miles because you know walking. I walk fifteen miles at UPS. So you add, you know, you think about it. You add five six miles running. That's twenty miles a week. You know, and, and I didn't realize that. So one thing that we've noticed that I was looking at, especially with like um, like habanero and and uh, hundred miles, especially hundred miles that don't look at your miles, but look at your steps you're taking every day. And I think 22,000 steps, 25,000 steps a day is the perfect mileage. And that's why I, I, I think, because I don't get any blisters. I don't, my feet are, are great, but I think there's something that with time on your feet, when people say time on your feet, mm-hmm. don't look at your miles, look at your time on your feet. And, and I think that's
0: the, uh, I think that'll keep
1: you injury free as well.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying with your job. You're putting a, you got, you got a lot of time on your feet. You're in and out of that truck. You're carrying heavy boxes. You're up and down stairs. That's all good training for ultra. So I don't think you need to cram a hundred miles a week on top of the job that you're doing because you, you, that you're already putting in, you know, say you work a 40 hour week, probably 20 of those hours are good training for an ultra. Yeah. And I always joke with people.
1: I always say, I don't know if, UPS has made me a good ultra runner, as ultra runner made me a good UPS driver. I hadn't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. Like, uh, there's something there,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, do you have a website or anything for your coaching? How do people find you? Dude, that that's way? something we're building on right now. You know, I'm. I'll, I'll
1: be honest with you, man. I think the first couple of years, uh, you know, I kind of was like, I didn't realize, uh, like, I didn't realize what I had. Right. And I'm like, man, I've been doing this five years and it's consistency. That's how you always tell people this. And that's what we're building right now is this? I have a, a, we're a team where we're trying to build a website and trying to get, you know, trying to, that's why I try to put all my stuff in Insta in, in stories. But I always tell people, work on yourself, man, and, and just keep putting, you know, keep putting yourself out there and finding the right people there. So we're working on that website. We're working on trying to find, uh, you know, just trying to find the right
0: training for everybody. Mm. what do you mean like training plans what do you mean yeah by that? well the training plan you know because everybody's different right yeah so
1: like i think self-awareness and trying to find the like i said a female male is a whole different person two three kids a whole different person how many hours are you working is a whole different person so one thing i learned about working with people is that you have to really get to know people you know right. i can give you a plan but that doesn't mean that might put you in a hole, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's really get to know the person, how, their energy. So I like Marco Poloing people. I like one-on-one. How do they feel? How do they talk after the runs? Uh, you could, and you can feel people, right? You could, you right. Can, they can fake it all they want, but at, when they're talking to you after, did they get a runner's high? Are they putting themselves in a hole? And, and I love communicating one-on-one. I love people. So that's one thing I was like, I love to get to know people first. I said, I might not be the right person for you, you know, mm-hmm. but I might help you and find
0: the right person. And that's one thing I enjoy is that really one-on-one communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about as a coach, man. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday. What's your training like today? Have you already gotten outside or are you heading out after this or what are you up to?
1: Yeah, I did uh, 12 miles on the trails. Uh, I just try to keep everything. So one thing I've learned with ultra running, it's like Saturday and Sunday combined. So I'll do 12, 18. And then I will go 14, 20, and I'm trying to build up to a 50K, I think Coyote, 50K in April, and then Wisconsin, 50 miler, and then I'll come back down, and then I'll start to build back up. That's one thing I tell people is learn to, the body's just going to adapt. That's it. So I'll try to go up and go back down, and go up and then go back down, and, then, and that's it. That's really the, honest to tell you the truth, that's the secret. Slowly, it's like, think about an ice pass, Right just your body kind of adapts to it and you're like oh it's not that bad you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of the way i see it it's like slowly adapts so i'll do 12 today 18 tomorrow then next week i'll do 14 20 16 and then i'll find out when my energy starts to go down then my body says that's my body telling me okay you probably need to chill out a little bit you know mm-hmm. and it will shock the body with that 50 miler. that'll be a five four and a half five five hours and then we'll come back down and then we'll build up to have, a, uh, uh, at an ice age, we'll shoot for about an eight hours. So that's eight hour long run, you know, mm-hmm. and then come back down and then we'll rest a little bit and then we'll shoot out for a 21. I think the course record's like a 20, 20 hour at, uh, and we've missed a course record at, uh, Habanero twice already, but I tell you, we missed it. We've the last loop, we've missed it. Like by, you know, just gutted, you know, our energies died. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we might go for that course record. And again, there goes the ego, right? Or my, we might just enjoy being out there. Just another finish for sure.
0: Right on dude. Well, I like everything you stand for. I like what you're doing. Uh, you ever come to Colorado, man, look me up. Uh, we, we go out to Leadville every single year and help people get into the finish line by you know crewing pacing, whatever, man. So you ever come out this way, look me up, but it was a pleasure talking to you, man. You're an inspiration. Just keep doing what you're doing, brother.
1: When I, uh, when I get to live you, I'm, uh, I'm going to hire you as my coach, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. I would love it. I'm curious. Do you, do you also incorporate like um, speed work or hill repeats or anything like that into your training? So like, to
1: me, in my opinion, you have to have that speed work. And I tell people, sure, nothing, nothing more than a minute 15, a minute 30, a minute 45 do two three times so what you're doing is that we hate we have to do what we hate to do right mm-hmm. so it's different so if you can and, and that's why i like minutes and not miles people like man i'm gonna do my repeats no just keep just shock just train the mind to love it something different so i like 115 130 on tuesdays i like doing 115 130 a minute 45 do two three times uh 5k pace it's some different you're shocking the mind uh, you're shocking the legs the, the strides get a little bit longer the mind the mind's you know, it's a little bit different and uh, you build your VO2 max up. So now that Z2, like today, this morning, I mean, it was 12 miles, eight minute pace, 139 heart rate. You can do that forever, you know? Mm. So it shocks it. So I always tell people have that VO2 max on Tuesday, everything else super easy under 140 heart rate, and then get your one a day strength work, you know? And then uh, I think you'd be fine. And you can just slowly add up those miles until you find out what you're like, okay, it's, I need to chill out for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. What are you doing for strength work? Like just once a week, couple times a week? So one thing I really
1: learned, and this is one thing about it. So I could not build muscle into this little block and I tend to overdo stuff. Uh, I like power, but it's timing. Everything comes down to timing, 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 timing. And I think our timing was off at Bandera Rock and we put on too much power. And I actually put on 10 pounds of muscle and I was like, man, I didn't realize it. Because So one thing was we dropped the miles, and we put on the, the muscle. I just wanted to see, it was a test to see how what was going to be the outcome, right? And it was like now I know to maybe start in August, September, October, lay off of the power, the strength work. Now we've built the muscle. Now we have we're not going to be injury free. Now we got November, December. We have two months to really put up the miles, and now you hit that peak at Bandera and Rocky. So we hit that peak, uh, fifty, 100K, and then Rocky 100 miles. Then we come back down, then build muscle again, and so and so. It's build muscle, use the muscle. Build muscle, use the muscle. Mm.
0: And that's, that's I think that's
1: the hardest part as an ultra runner staying injury free, because that's the number one question you're always going to get, right? How many miles should I be running? How many miles should I be? I was like, don't, don't overlook your building, the hip flexors and your glutes. And, and, and and I'm a big, bigger guy. Everybody I was looking at me, I was like, man, you're kind of a bigger guy. I was like, well, that's how I run stronger. It's more power than
0: speed. Yeah. Are you incorporating stretching or yoga or anything like that?
1: You were gonna ask me that? No, I hate hate yoga.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's my
1: weakness. That goes back to our self awareness. I know I'm at a point where I'm off a little bit somewhere. I need to get. I need to do more yoga, and that's what I was telling my wife. I said maybe once a week we go find a yoga class, and you know that goes a long way. And I think, I think that's my where I'm at
0: right now. I need to add yoga. Nice, nice. I like it. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you doing this. It was a great conversation. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you ever come to Leadville, definitely look me up, but, uh, stay in touch, man. You're an inspiration and I'm going to keep an eye on you. I'm looking forward to seeing what's in the future, brother. Okay. Thanks, dude. If you're coming to Texas, I'm telling you, come out of Rocky, holler at me, dude. Okay. That's uh, a, I a good, good possibility. Here. I'll give you all the tips. That's a possibility. I have family in Texas, so you never know. Yeah, I'm, and Bandera, there. I'm telling you, if you want a cool race, I, Bandera is
1: the race, man. Okay. It's so cool. It's so challenging. Uh, it just, I I'm
0: gonna do it until I can't do it. Nice. I love it. Do you know a guy named John Sharp?
1: Uh, Texas.
0: Okay. he sounds familiar. Okay. He's another wild man in Texas. It's an ultra guy and he's done those races, but he's also done a bunch of uh, mountain races overseas and whatnot. And I wasn't sure if you knew the name. Well, cool, man. Great Uh, conversation. Um, yeah, man, like I said, have a great day and and definitely stay in touch, brother. Good, good talking to you. Thanks for everything, dude. I appreciate it, man. You got it. Take care, man. We'll see you. Talk later. Bye-bye. Right, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we are doing at Big Things Crewing or you enjoy the podcast, please consider donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash things is where you can drop a dollar in the hat, so to speak. I'd like to thank our loyal Patreon subscribers. Without you guys, this isn't possible. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to thank our sponsors. First of all, Exoscan. Their running apparel keeps you comfortable in absolutely any condition. Say goodbye to chafing and blisters. Check them out. Exoscan.us. Use our discount code, capital BTC, for 15% off. I also want to tell you guys real quick about Bigger Than the Trail. Bigger Than The Trail is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization that is using trail running as a platform to advocate for mental health. If you've ever thought about getting therapy but aren't in the position where you can afford it or you don't have insurance, Bigger Than The Trail offers you free therapy for three months. Yes, you got it. I said it. You heard it right. I couldn't love what these guys are doing more. I signed up for it. It was quick. It was easy. Within 48 hours, I had a a therapist that met all my pre-requirements. It was all matched up with me and met my personal criteria. And I met with her every week for, I don't know, a couple months. And, uh, you know, I I, I met with her until I felt a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm trying this thing. You guys should try this thing. And, you know, we can all do it together. Look up bigger than the trail. Sign up for the services and let's do the small things in life that eventually lead us to doing the big things. Let them know we sent you. Also, we want to thank Alter Ego Running. They make premium performance hats. Everyone needs a good lid or two when you're out running on an epic adventure. Uh, These hats should be your go-to on everyday runs, epic adventures, and just cruising around town. Check out Alter Ego Running. Use our promo code CAPITAL. All caps, do big things, and that's for 20% off. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer in the market. Check out athleticbrewing.com and use my discount code, McRobertsA20, all caps, for 20% off, the finest non-alcoholic beer around. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember, guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.